My dad was a preacher. Never drank a drop of liquor in his life. Grew up on a farm in Idaho. I, I don't know that I ever saw him get very mad. He was a very humble guy. He spent 35 years as a volunteer building cabinets for Habitat for Humanity, as well as an emergency medical technician. Volunteer, mind you. Um, you know, and I'm sure I never heard a curse word come from his mouth. No F-bombs whatsoever. You know the F-bomb, right? The four-letter word that rhymes with duck and luck and cluck and muck, but starts with an F. So when I got to the age where a couple of friends of mine used the F-bomb, you know, we're talking middle school, junior high, something like that with great regularity, I thought it was like being exposed to a great secret that I'd I'd never find at home. It was, you know, eye-opening, it was titillating, it was, it was forbidden, right? There's a story in my family where one of my brothers used the F-bomb in connection with a couple of other words directed at my mom. This is at the dinner table. My dad immediately grabbed him by the neck, took him to the bathroom, and washed his mouth out with soap. That's who I grew up with, all right? So I learned that while I could get away with saying the F-bomb, in some situations it wouldn't fly in other situations. Hey, this is Tim Patterson, uh, Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee, a weekly video podcast that appears on Apple Podcasts, the audio version, also YouTube, and of course on TradeShowGuyBlog.com. I spent almost two and a half decades behind the radio microphone in the last two decades, almost, as a salesperson and project manager in the trade show industry with my own company uh, the last few years, uh, Trade Show Guy Exhibits. Uh, check out my two books on Amazon, or hey, uh, if you're in charge of trade show marketing at some company and you need to upgrade your trade show exhibit in some small or even a large way give me a call give me a ring uh, contact info is easy to find just go to tradeshowguyexhibits.com scruffy you done barking Another story from my younger days. I'd been in radio a few years when I started to work with a guy who was a couple years older than me. Uh, he did a morning show for us. I did the afternoon show. We spent time together during the day. One day, he was invited into the general manager's office with the sales guy, three or four guys in there to talk about promotions. When he got back, he told me, man, I went and mixed it up. I started dropping all these F-bombs and swear words and stuff. He thought it was funny, right? Uh, frankly, I couldn't imagine doing that in a situation like that. I'd link, I think, what, what, you want to get fired? Uh, actually, he ended up getting a promotion. <laughs> Although he only worked there for a short time, a couple of years, he was headed off to Greener Pastures. I remember that, that thing about him. Uh, more recently, I was watching a video of, I think it was Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk, doing some sort of keynote. I'd never heard of this guy. Well, I guess this is a long time ago, maybe not that recently. Never heard of the guy, but I was directed to it, uh, his video online. And I watched and I thought I was unimpressed initially. Because he came out in ratty jeans, ratty shoes, a t-shirt that was, you know, just, it was like, you don't do this if you're speaking in front of people. And then I realized uh, he was really resonating with his audience. They loved what he was talking about. He was profane, a few F-bombs, a few other things. And I thought, hmm, interesting. Because I'd done a lot of public speaking up to that point. And I was always taught that, you know, you dress better than your audience, and you don't use those kind of words. And I thought, well, the world's changing. I get that. you got to understand your audience. you got to be yourself or something like that. You know, That's kind of what I learned from it. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not a prude. Uh, the F-bomb comes out of my mouth as much as probably any other word. It's, it's a great go-to word for so many things. 
Uh, look up George Carlin's comedy sketch on the F-bomb and you'll see how flexible a word it is. I'm just not sure that using that sort of language is appropriate in a business setting. A lot of business settings. Certainly some it is. But especially in a public speaking environment where the keynote speaker or trainer in a breakout session drops the word several times. I've seen that. I've been uncomfortable with it because I think other people are kind of uncomfortable with it as well. Uh, it's, you know, it's a little audacious, I think. I think I've heard Tony Robbins do the same. And there are others of a pretty high stature that can swear like a sailor on stage. So how did times change to where that's less of an offense than it used to be? I mean, 20, 30, 40 years ago. Did you ever hear that? Five years ago, of course. Now, you see it. Uh, however, I, I wonder if it's not seen as unprofessional by a majority of the audience. Is there so much obscenity in movies, on Showtime, and HBO, and Netflix, and satellite radio that we've become numb to it, and, and profanity just doesn't matter anymore? I mean, hell, the uh, president of the U.S. has been caught swearing on the mic more than a few times, so I guess if it comes from the top, right? It's quite possible that either the speaker is ignorant of how their language may affect someone or they just don't care. They don't give an F-bomb, right? Uh, they may say, well, that's just who I am. I'm going to be authentic. Okay, I buy that. Many people will see you, though, as disrespectful and see that you've crossed the line. They won't like it. And you would say, and you may be right, well, if they don't like it, I don't need them. I don't know. I'm just kind of throwing stuff out there. Uh, do the F-bombs get in the way of your message? After all, if you're speaking in public, whether from the stage or in a meeting uh, with a client or a vendor, and you let every tenth word out of your mouth be an obscenity, is that getting in the way of who you are and your message? Or is that who you are and that's who they're buying? It would seem to me that the message and the outcome, the result of your communication, of your language, would be the most important thing to you. If an F-bomb gives you a better outcome... You know, maybe it's a good thing. I don't know. If not, uh, leave the F-bombs for you and your buddies when you're camping or on a golf course. Just a thought. Or, you know, for junior high school, <laughs> which is where I started learning it. I don't know. Just just a couple of thoughts on the F-bomb in public and in business, in public speaking. All right. This week's trade show tip. Let's talk about communication with or without the F-bomb in any situation, and in particular in a high-pressure sales situation in a chaotic trade show floor. Communication and understanding are of paramount importance. There are two sides to every communication. There's the speaking side and there's the listening side. Uh, many of us are listening while we're thinking about what to say in response to what we're being told. In other words, you aren't really paying attention as much as you could be. Uh, that's to the detriment of listening to what the other person is really saying. So a couple of good tips, I think, to make sure you're communicating well. When someone tells you something, sometimes it makes sense to repeat it back to them, or at least paraphrase it back to them, especially if it's a longer piece of communication. You're like, uh, let me make sure I heard you correctly, John. You said A and B and C. Is that correct? I just want to make sure I'm understanding you. So you're confirming what they say. That's a good thing. And then when you respond, you can always say, so I just want to make sure, does that make sense? Did I explain that properly? Do you have any questions? That way you're clear on your communication. I think it's your responsibility to be clear on both sides of the communication, especially if the other person doesn't seem to be clear or, or seem to take that responsibility. So uh, to, to have good communication, know what you're saying and know what they're saying and make sure they know what you're saying and make sure you know what they're saying. All right. I think the biggest challenge that many people have is that they like to talk and they don't like to listen. But we have, you know, two ears, one mouth. So 
listen twice as much as you talk. This week's one good thing. I'm going to put a link to it. It's the Abbey Road Crossing Live webcam. It was 50 years ago this week. I should say last week once this airs. August 8th that the Beatles took their iconic walk across the Abbey Road Crossing walk two times. There were six pictures taken. And one of them was chosen for the album cover of Abbey Road. And if you go to the crossing cam, it's, it's a live cam. You can see people out there you know, getting in front of traffic, hoping they won't get hit. And they're walking across and getting pictures taken. It's kind of cool. It's, it's uh, this week's one good thing. That wraps up the Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee for August 12th. I will not be here on August, 5th, uh, on August 19th, a week from today. But I'll be back a week after that, which would be, let me check my calendar. Uh, the 26th. So I'm taking a week off. I'm going on vacation down to Pebble Beach and Monterey and Laguna Seca to look at vintage cars and hit a lot of golf balls and probably drop a few F-bombs along the way. So uh, have yourself a, a great couple of weeks. Catch you back here in two weeks. Trade Show Guy, Monday Morning Coffee. It's Tim out.